Good Eisenberg. Welcome to your favorite podcast. The name of the show is Eisenberg. My name is Ian Eisenberg. Each episode, I interview people that I find interesting. Some of them I know, others I don't. Today's guest is someone I've known for a very long time. His name is Paul Kersner. He is the host of a podcast called Are You Being Present? Besides being very much involved with helping people find ways to be present, he is also an acupuncturist in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Kersner. Hi, everyone. Today, my guest is Paul Kersner. He is the host of a podcast called Are You Being Present? He is an acupuncturist in Arizona. Hey, Paul, how are you today? Welcome. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I think about 90 degrees with nothing but a blue sky. That is a beautiful thing. It The sun's out here in New York. We're recording this, too. Let's get into this. Are you being present? Um, how did this happen? I, I know I've been paying attention to your podcast for a few years. I mean, we've been friends since we were ten years old, and then, <laughs> and it's just amazing just seeing your career, especially over the last decade, and how you've gone to where you are. So, why don't you talk about the podcast and um, how that came to be? Sure. The title of the podcast is Are You Being Present? Um, I selected that title because that was a question that I kept asking my patients over and over again. It was almost like a a question that I would gift them because that single question has the ability to pull you into the present moment. And, you know, it's a question that I ask myself over and over again, and and it's certainly a, a question that is presented to each and every patient or client that I work with because of the importance of being present, but also um, a question that can make it so easy. So the podcast came about because, you know, I I needed to create a tool that, that could share information with the people that I was working with and subsequently share that same information with the world. And over the past 37, 36 episodes, I'm about to record number 37, I think I've done a pretty good job of presenting presence in in a way that's truly palatable. You know, right now in, in society, there's a lot of people talking about mindfulness. And, you know, I, I, I think that's great. But without presence, mindfulness is, is just not possible. And I realized that really quickly when I started teaching presence to that people were getting lost in in the world of mindfulness and trying to understand the concepts. You know, presence is a process. It's a it's a it's foundational work. So my efforts with the podcast were to provide uh, information that people can listen to over and over again at their convenience, so that they can really drill basic concepts into their head that will allow them to stop thinking about the past and worrying about the future. You know, we live in in a time of, of, of amazing technology. And, you know, that technology has the ability to distract us constantly. We're, we're multitaskers. And it takes, it takes effort to pull yourself back into the moment and, and not 
not just uh, be a zombie going through your day. So my efforts have really been to help awaken people to to presence and subsequently to mindfulness to give tools and tips and, and my perceptions and perspectives on, on how to achieve it and why it, and why it's so important. Um, so hopefully that, that, that answers your question about how the podcast came about. You know, really there was just um, one day that I woke up and I had this, um, this urge to, to, to start teaching um, presence outside of my clinic. No, because every patient that I, I work with, um, I started noticing these trends. And it was it was very interesting. It was almost like uh it was it was like a self-reflection. I was seeing myself in all the people that I work with. I specialize in anxiety, stress, and depression. Um and acupuncture is amazing, but it has its limitations, um, and that's where the the my teachings come in. You know, I'm I'm a student of Eckhart Tolle. Um, I've read uh, The Power of Now quite a few times. I've listened to uh, on audiobook as well. And what I what I realize is that that the power of the present moment is is it's amazing, and it's also something that eludes and escapes a lot of people. And Eckhart's work is is really important, but it it's so complicated, it's so convoluted that it it it, it can lose you, he, you know. And that's a shame because. He's teaching some some great concepts. So what I wanted to do and what I decided to do was that I wanted to take some of his teachings as well as teachings from all different kinds of, of teachers throughout the years, throughout the centuries, and make it really succinct, make it really easy and palatable. And I think I've done a, a pretty decent job. You know, you know, the podcasts are short. They're to the point. And they provide the necessary tools so that you can listen to it and start implementing it into your life. Yes, like Paul, like can you tell us because I about the different types of episodes you've had? Because I know you have ones where you're speaking. Sometimes you'll have a guest. Sometimes there'll be a guided med- meditation. And what is the format for people um, if they put on your podcast, and what should they expect? Yes, the first few episodes were the foundation, where I explain the purpose and the point of of why you're of why be present. You know, what is presence? What does it feel like? And I think the fifth episode was a guided meditation by my friend Jackie, um, and because you know guided meditations are amazing, and I wanted to create one that would have people could help that could help people um, bring them into the present moment. You know, soon after that, I, I recorded a few more by myself, but I started having guests on. And, you know, having guest hosts really provided me with an opportunity to speak on a number of different topics, all relating to presence. So whether it's, you know, breath work, nutrition, you know, exercise, you know, I would I would invite these people on and they would talk about, you know, their careers, their lives and i would i would do my best to wrap it into how it all relates to being present so if we want to look at the one of my i did a one on juicing you know i i love juicing i've been juicing for years to me juice is medicine you know giving your body you know the proper nutrition allows you know allows you to be present in the moment while you're drinking the juice while the juice is cleaning you out while you're feeling healthy that all happens with presence 
And so the guest host that I had on talked about her background and how she got to be where she is and how that all relates and how it helped her become more present. So, you know, the format is a little varied. I would say the majority of my podcasts do have guest hosts and it, you know, that has been an amazing experience by itself. But, you know, littered throughout the past 36 episodes, you're going to get a few that that are just me. And with those specific episodes, you know, I really try to do as good a job as possible talking, you know, speaking on on point, on topic. You know, I think one of the episodes I talked about uh, acceptance of the present moment. And that was actually one of my best podcasts where I talk about how um, integral it is to accept each and every present moment as if you've asked for it. Because, you know, when you start resisting the moment, that actually pulls you out of the present moment and makes you think about the past or worrying about the future. And that, that was episode nine, you know, and th- there are quite a few episodes that are just so important. The topics are so important, but I really try to keep it short and to the point because I think it's really easy for people to um, lose focus. And, you know, a lot of people just don't have the time to listen to an hour, an hour and a half podcast, myself included. So in some ways, I created the podcasts uh, out of my own desires, out of how how I would feel about listening to a podcast. But I also take it into consideration for for my audience, because a lot of the people listening are the are my patients. So I'm able to get direct feedback about how it's interpreting and how it affects them and what they think of my work. Yeah, Paul, I can say that personally and what got me into podcasts and just is being a fan of podcasts and listening to podcasts. And I find I listen to them mostly in the car because it avoids distractions. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is interesting, you talked about the time limit. Sometimes there's a show that's an hour and a half and mm-hmm. I'm driving to and from work and there are times I might just go home and and then I may be halfway done, three quarters done. And if it's not something that's too exciting, I might not even finish it. Exactly. Like I remember, yeah. And that's and 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 that's a problem, especially if the if the topic is really important. I mean, you're you're not going to get a chance to to hear the wrap up, you know. And maybe you're and maybe you're going to miss some really good content. And you know, I I don't have an hour and a half to spare, you know, and. And so when I was was sitting down and thinking about the format, you know, originally my first couple of episodes were like nine minutes long. And then slowly they got longer and longer with, you know, my guests because we both need a chance to talk. But, you know, you raise a really good point. And, you know, podcasts also have the ability to pull you into the present moment, depending upon what the topics are as well. Absolutely. And, Paul, what is the production process of it? Going into nuts outside of the content, because I know that you've been even consulted with me early on about how to produce it, how to, um, where to upload it, like where can it be found right now? You know, that was an interesting process learning about how to podcast. Uh, I use Libsyn. They are my podcast hosting company. I think I pay $15 a month. And uh, that's where all my podcasts stay. Of course, you have to you have to configure it so that it gets uploaded to iTunes. Uh, and I do a lot of the editing on my podcast on GarageBand. So I, I keep it pretty simple. I only have one microphone. You know, I I will upgrade to two eventually. 
but I do everything on my MacBook Pro. And, you know, it, it doesn't take long. I think the longest thing that, that takes me to do is probably writing the podcast descriptions. But, you know, over the past 36 episodes, I, I've learned to be a little bit more concise. I think in the beginning I was like, I just need to write about the whole podcast so people will know what to expect. But I don't think anyone's really reading the descriptions completely. So now I just put it like a paragraph or two. If you wouldn't mind, like I would love to just share a piece of information with uh, with your audience about presence. Is is that okay? Yes, absolutely. So one of the, when I first start working with patients in the clinic, and you know. Um, when we start getting to know each other, it becomes really clear to me that, you know, at the heart of, of most people's conflicts, especially emotional, there's just a lack of presence. And one of the things that I really like to share with, with the patients I work with and with my audience is that, you know, the the past and the future are illusions. They're they're not real, they're mental constructs, and they really only exist in, in your mind. The problem with the past is that, you know, you filter it through a present state uh, of feeling and it, your thoughts, your memories are completely subjective and you tend to remember things only, only bits and strands that serve you in that moment. A lot of times the, the memories of the past are, are faulty anyway. And the only way that they could be accurate is if we had a film crew following you around, then we could watch it and have an objective perspective. But the, the, at the core and crux of it all is that the, the, your memories of the past are faulty. They're just not accurate. But we tend to use these memories into the, and we pull them into the present moment and it affects us. It triggers emotions. It pulls us out of the present moment and just litters our reality. And then you have the future. So we create a future for ourselves that hasn't even happened yet. You know, and what we do is we take memories of the past and we shoot it into the future because we don't want to repeat what's happened to us. And, it, you know, if you really think about it, it's actually it's really kind of crazy that we um, constantly go throughout our days, you know, using memories of the past and, and worries of the future to create our reality. You know, with all that being said, the present moment is the only thing that's real and it's the only thing that's tangible. It's the only thing that you can feel or smell or touch. And therefore, we have to learn how to let go of the past and stop worrying about the future so that we can live more in the moment. You know, and, um, you know, too many of us are just going throughout our days dominated by, by these memories and these worries. And it really detracts from our ability to, to live in the moment, to really enjoy our lives, to be free. We are actually like victims of our thoughts or victims of our memories. You know, and... Part of the process of learning to be present is learning how to be the observer of your thoughts, not the victim of your thoughts. And that's something that I talk about on my podcast, but it's a really um, important exercise is to start observing your thoughts and start questioning each and every one of them, asking yourself, you know, does this thought have anything to do with the present moment? You know, if you do that a million times a day for the first few days, you're going to you're really going to be impressed that, you know, the majority of your thoughts have has absolutely nothing to do with the present moment and that you need to start letting them go. Now, I just basically summarized uh, in a very succinct way uh, how you can start being present. And, you know, yeah, you can listen to my 36 episodes and, and growing. But even if like what I just told you, you know, it sticks with you a little bit, you know, any, 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 any part of it. 
that is your foray, that is your entryway into living a more present life. And at the end of the day, you know, that's all that you really have. And if you're not living in the present moment, you're, 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 you're just basically like a zombie and you're, you're dominated by thoughts that have nothing to do that are not important and not relevant to your life. And so I, I just, I, I wanted to just share that because I, I feel it's important. Um, it's also part of my life work to help people become present. So having the opportunity to speak to your audience directly and hopefully touching a few people, you know, um, would, would really um, mean a lot to me. Well, Paul, that was definitely profound. And I can say that even though I've known you for years and have heard a lot of your content that, yes, there is no future. There's no past right now. There's our present. And in the present, I've definitely been enjoying this um, conversation that we've been having for this podcast. Likewise, Ian. Um, you know, we have known each other for a long time, I think uh, since 1988. And it's always interesting to see how things evolve, how people evolve. Absolutely. I mean, just even like how different both of us were 10 years ago. <laughs> that is very true. I mean, 10 years ago, I was working for a finance company living in, in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and, and if you told me that I would have left New York City um, and moved to Tucson for grad school and then subsequently moved to Scottsdale, Arizona to open up an acupuncture clinic. And then after that started the presence projects with my podcast, I tell you that you're crazy. <laughs> it just wouldn't have made any sense, but you know, life doesn't necessarily have to make sense. You know, this is how things have evolved for me and who knows what's going to happen in the next 10 years. I don't need to know. I just need to make sure that, you know, I'm honoring each and every present moment. Absolutely. As as the future has not been written, quoting Dr. Emmett Brown, we have our present. And in the meantime, we can listen to Are You Being Present? Which, so that's the name of the podcast. So people can search Are You Being Present? Is there a website? Is there any other way that our audience can contact you? Yes. You can go to my website, uh, com. You can join the Facebook group, Are You Being Present? You can find my podcast on iTunes as well as the Google Play Store. It's on Stitcher. Um, it's all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, one Google search for Are You Being Present will turn up quite a few of my podcasts. I also post them on YouTube, so you can find them there as well. Uh, I just, you know, try to spread them around so that uh, everyone can find them. Excellent. Paul Kersner, thank you for being our guest today. Ian, I want to thank you for uh, taking time with me. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want to welcome your audience back to the present moment, which is all that we ever have. And thank you to Paul Kersner, host of Are You Being Present? That's Are You Being Present? .com. You can find it everywhere, as he just said in the interview. Thank you once again for listening to Eisenberg. My name is Ian Eisenberg. I invite you to go to my website. That's Eisenberg.com. That is I, S as in Sam, A, N is November, B-E-R-G.com. Take a look at the website. Sign up for the mailing list. 
And if you can't spell my name, just go to yourfavoritepodcast.com. Thank you once again for listening, and have a great Eisenberg, everybody.